Hello, Playdate. Thank you for joining us for episode two. My name is Don. And my name is Nick. And this week we have a couple little uh, news articles, very brief news articles. And then we're going to talk about the season one, week two titles and a couple indies. So thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. Doing all right, Nick? Absolutely, Don. How are you? I am doing well. I had a a sort of dilemma. My play date was not updating its season one games. Didn't update Uh-oh. last week, didn't update this week. And so I contacted support and uh, it was a rough ride getting back with them. They're a little bogged down with other serious issues right now. And I didn't see anybody else with this issue. So I was talking, well, I posted to, uh, on Twitter, I posted to the panic. Hey, can you guys help me out? And I would like to thank tiny yellow machine. Um, actually I don't have their Twitter handle, but on Twitch TV, they go by tiny yellow machine and they post, uh, every Friday they do a live stream and interviews and whatnot about Playdate stuff. So they have like a Playdate show, a live Playdate show every Friday. Oh, cool. So I'll put a link in the show notes, but, uh, they, uh, I guess hit me up and were talking to me about it on Twitter. And one of the employees of play of panic, um, I don't know if they want to say who they are. Anyway, they noticed it, asked for my serial number on a private message and they pushed weeks three and four. So I have the games for weeks three and four and we are all curious to see what will happen on Monday. If I get weeks five, (laughs) week five games. Well, hopefully so. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, the only thing that I guess would have caused this is if I had done a factory reset. Doing a factory reset will take you back to week one. Mm-hmm. I, I did not do a factory reset. I had heard that it will take you back to week one, so I did everything short of that. I didn't didn't want to go all the way back. So right, my week two game showed up at like normal um, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but then last week and this week I didn't get any games. But uh. Anyway, thank you to that Playdate or that uh, Panic employee. Of course, I'm getting a phone call right now. Thank you to that Panic employee. Um, I'm caught up, so we can talk about games next week. That was my big concern. And thank you to Tiny Yellow Machine uh, running that um, for talking me up and bringing some attention to it. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's very, very kind of them. Yes. And I also wanted to mention the YouTube channel Destination Playdate. Mm-hmm. kind of doing what we're doing. They're reviewing all of the season one games and a lot of the uh, itch.io games, indies. Uh, so pretty neat little channel. They do pretty short reviews, like maybe six, seven, eight minutes. But I noticed it and I was checking out some of the videos and then I was like, oh, let me go to the about section on YouTube. And it turns out their Twitter, Twitter handle is Hello Playdate. <laughs> the Twitter Scoop, handle. Scooped us. <laughs> yeah, that I was trying to get. So we are Hello PD podcast because I couldn't get Hello Playdate on Twitter, obviously. Anyway, so I'll put a link to his channel in the uh, show notes. You can check out his videos as well. Mm-hmm. He seems to be posting them every day. Have you watched any yet? I have not. Okay. Well, they're sitting there. I know Nick is not a big YouTuber, YouTube watcher or maker, mm-hmm. but... They're not going anywhere. They're there if you want to watch them. So, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. You can check them out. So, Nick, are you ready to talk about some games this week? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, we are going to, I guess, 
if you're if you're listening to this, you probably already read the title and you know the week two games for season one. We're going to talk about boogie loops first. Does that sound good? Sounds great to me. Boogie loops by May Lee Co and Andy Matuszak. Does that sound right, Matuszak? Probably. I, I think so. Names. Yeah, but mm. hard, hard to know. Sorry. Uh, I checked out both of their bios, and I was not familiar with their previous work, unfortunately. Um, Maylee, it looks like, was a former Apple employee, and it worked on some other types of apps. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, Boogie Loops. Nick, what can you tell us about Boogie Loops? Uh, Boogie Loops is uh, like a s- simple sequencer program. Um, you can define different types or patterns of sounds that you wish to play in uh, different positions on uh, what's essentially a, a note chart and uh, select different scales or different uh, piano um, effects that you want it to play, uh, as well as different modifiers for those notes, uh, which are selected up above. So at the very top of the screen, you have dancing characters, which as far as I know, changing those does not make any difference to the sounds which are played. Do you know no, that, Don? I, I okay. don't think it does. Okay. Um, they do a v- very cute little dance, uh, though, so that's fun. Um, and then proceeding down, you've got the uh, the uh, chart that has the different instrumentation. So that's where you choose the synthesized piece. And there's you skipped a you skipped a section. Did I? Yeah, right underneath the the whatever the furries are are the different uh, dance moves. Oh, is that what those are? Yeah, there's like a spinning top. There's a Kleenex container. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a weed or a flower or something. I don't know all these dance moves, but yeah, those are the different dance moves you can have them do. Okay, all right. Um, and then below that is the, is the uh, sequencing chart. So yes. that's where you actually put the notes in place. Um, pressing B uh, at any time while you're in that sequencing chart will play the song from the position that you're in. So if you're making a more complex track, uh, then it allows you to play, you know, just bits and pieces, um, which is helpful if you're trying to get a sound just right. Um, going all the way to the left on the sequencer allows you to change the, um, it's not the scales, but it, it changes the instrumentation, like I was saying. Um, and uh, you can press each note, you, you place each note by pressing A, and pressing A a second time will change uh, the tone that's generated. So um, if it's a sine wave initially, it'll change it to a triangle wave or something of that that nature, if I understand correctly. Um, well, there's like a fish, a bass for bass, and then a, a bird, a tweet for a higher pitched sound, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, but each... Each uh, note placement can have, from w- what I gathered, two different ones. You can only pick from one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. Well, then you can then, scale up or down. Right. And below that, you have controls. Um, you can play and pause the entire track. Uh, you can uh, speed up 
or decrement the um, speed at which it is played. Uh, the center button, I'm not really sure what it does. <laughs> Do you know? I'm trying to remember. I don't use the center button. Hitting it um, brought up three different images of D-pads, one with the B oh. in the center and then a D-pad on the left and right. Yeah, those are like... Uh... Those are impromptu special effects, so you can you can freestyle. Okay. Yeah, it it fired off like a million fireworks when I hit the uh, mm -hmm. the left D pad. So there's um, twelve different uh, special effects you can kind of freestyle with. Okay. Sound cool. effects. Uh, and then there's a there's a timing slider, so you can uh, there's a clock that represents you know completely accurate timing. And then there's a martini glass, which represents uh, sloppy timing. Mm -hmm. um, so you can change that and, uh, you know, make it so that the the song plays more loosely or uh, very, very tight and accurate to what you've uh, defined in the sequencer. And then to the right of that is a little robot face. Um, every game needs a little robot face, I think. Um, hitting that allows you to save or load or modify files, basically, that you create in Boogie Loops. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a pretty complete little sequencing package um, for this little handheld. And I think it's a, uh, an interesting idea. What do, you, what do you think of it, Don? Yeah, it's pretty fun. This is probably the game I've played the most on the Playdate so far. Really? Yeah, I've messed around with it a lot. Uh, you may have noticed... I've made little tiny short jingles for the episode so far. And those mm -hmm. are just things I've made with uh, boogie loops to get around the Apple, no using licensed music thing, mm -hmm. which is fun. And uh, I am not a musician, so I don't know what most of this stuff is, but I grew up playing MTV music generator on PS one. And I don't know, just messing with a lot of these different things uh, up to the new, uh, there's a Korg similar type Korg software on the Nintendo switch that I've got, which is a little more complex, but a similar, I guess, similar operating, not operating system, but similar controls. Mm -hmm. um, it took me a while to figure out what the, the clock and the martini glass did. I guess I should ask looking at the, the play date games page for boogie loops. Mm -hmm. um, the tops, the top image shows a slider on both the, the little rabbit, and the turtle, the speed or the tempo slider, and on the clock and martini glass. On my game, I don't have a slider. When I first opened it, I thought that I did see a slider, but uh, right before this episode, I popped it open just to refresh myself, and um, I didn't have sliders anymore. Yeah, so I don't know if that got changed hmm. in an update or if I'm misremembering, which is quite possible. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. I haven't seen an update. Or I haven't noticed one anyway. But uh, hopefully they come back because I really I had no idea what the martini glass thing did for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we mentioned underneath the piano section where you're putting in the notes. There is a rhythm section under that where you have like drum and hi hat and things like that. Um, pretty basic. But uh, so with the dancing bears and whatnot. I mm -hmm. basically don't use them. I use them as uh, like to title my songs. So I'll put all panda bears and then like one cactus. And that would be the title <laughs> of one file. And then the next one okay. I might put, I might change it to one bunny in the middle or something. 
mm-hmm. just so I can remember which song is which. Now, when you're on the title screen, I'm not sure how many songs you can have on here. I think it comes mm-hmm. with like three or five uh, samples. And then you can create new boogies. And I don't know if you can just make as many as you want or what. Um, but you can also duplicate them and, you know, mess around with them from that point. So I do have one, like I have two that are the same, but one has drum track and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so I changed one of the dancers to differentiate the two, but when you're hovering over it, it'll play in the background. So you can hear what your, I guess what the right. file sounds like. And well, I guess, I guess it'll go out to 32 bars, which is pretty lengthy. Substantial. Yeah. Yeah. The farthest I've gone is, I think I'm going to stick it on the beginning of this episode. So maybe you'll hear it. I think it's like maybe 10 or so. Not very long. Uh, well, maybe 20 seconds. And the the thing that you can do with this is make loops as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could loop it for 20, 30 minutes. Just really pat sure. out the episode. That's what I'm mm-hmm. doing at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds good. They said they were inspired by Mario Paint and yeah. Vine loops. I am familiar mm-hmm. with Vine, but I, I'm i not familiar with the loops. I just remember seeing little GIFs and whatnot, or I guess little videos and memes and whatnot. Well, I know you're probably not a big Vine person, but do you remember loops from that? I've never never touched a Vine. I don't know what okay. those look like, but... Um, I am very familiar with Mario Paint. And as you know, I try to compare everything to Mario Paint if I can. Right, of course. So this, <laughs> this is good. But if you're familiar at all with any kind of sequencing software, this is very similar. I'm actually very impressed with how much they're able to put into this interface and make it um, distinguishable. <laughs> there, there's quite a lot that's on screen um, and that you can control. Uh, there are... You know, it's it's a relatively simplified one compared mm-hmm. to, um, you know, big big sequencers. But it's uh, it's still very impressive the things that you can create with it. Um, so it's uh, it's pretty neat. I, I'm I'm excited that uh, they were able to package up a sequencer for this and take advantage of the cool synth hardware that's in in the Playdate. Yeah, yeah. We talked a little bit last week about how good the speaker on the Playdate is. Mm-hmm. And I love this takes advantage of it. Have you used headphones with the Playdate at all? I did the other day. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think it was with this game. I don't hmm. remember what I was doing, but I did. Oh, I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to import it to my PC. I was trying ah. to rip a boogie loop, but I am not a PC guy. I could not figure out how to do it. Okay, that's a um, problem. Yeah, just mail me your Playdate. uh... Okay, (laughs) I'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, so I had to do some, I just played it over a a microphone and then it'll not sound great. But yeah, casual podcasting. (laughs) Are you some kind of casual podcaster? Um, Very much so. I'll give you some, some technical advice here after the show. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Um, well, Don. Well, anything you'd like to add about boogie loops? I guess the only thing I would add to boogie loops is I wish there were more than just two uh, sound effects. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, I think the the interface is just fine. 
And like I said, I've probably played this more than anything. So I am enjoying Boogie Loops. I think it's a great little addition to season one. And I, I'm going to have lots of fun continuing along with it. So, yeah, highly recommend giving it a shake. Even if you're like me and you, you are not a musician, um, worth poking around with. There's not, it's not like there's so much there that you're not going to be able to figure it out. Um, right. I think anybody could figure out what's going on here. So it's, it is, it's a step up in um, complexity from Mario Paint. Um. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they get a lot of mileage out of uh, the bird and the the bass. There's no, uh, what, what do we have? Coins and mushrooms and whatnot on Mario Paint. Mm-hmm. And Man, baby that was face. That a great game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Truck. L- little cloud. Man, Fire flower. Yeah. I kind of want to fire that one up. Why are we? Why have we not had another Mario paint, man? Yeah, it's a good how question. Not, how do we skip that on the Wii? That would have been a home run. But <laughs> this, well, the plate has been out for three weeks and it already has one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Don. Yes. There was a second game that came out as part of week two. You're saying there's two one. in one week? There's two in one week. What a value. I know. Don, uh, I'm here to talk with you about Kranken's Time Travel Adventure. And that game was made by the studio Uvula. Um, mm-hmm. And Keita Takahashi is um, one of the folks at Uvula. And he is the creator of games like Katamari Damashi and uh, uh, Watam and Nobi Nobi Boy. So I'm a big fan of his work in, on other platforms. And this was really uh, the thing that they announced early on that, that really piqued my interest. Um, I was interested in the hardware and the fact that it had a crank, but uh, the fact that uh, Kita Takahashi was creating an original game for the platform really sold it to me. Um, so I've been looking forward to this game uh, since they announced it a, a while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so I was excited that it showed up as part of week two. Um how about you? Are you are you a Keita Takahashi fan? Yeah, sticking his name on this project definitely gave it some mileage. I mean that that was a big selling point. It's not like he has a game coming out every every week. Right. Um we should mention uh Uvula was a studio that he and his wife started, but um the other people involved in the game were Ryan Moeller, Matthew Grimm and Sean Inman. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Katamari series is one of my favorite series of all time. I would probably put um, Wheel of Katamari in my top 20, maybe, all time. Um, yeah, very beloved series in, in my heart. Uh, his other games, Nobody Nobody Boy, I played a, a decent amount of. Those are my first videos I ever put up on YouTube were Nobody Nobody Boy clips. Hmm. Um, I liked, but... It's a it's a weirder game. It's not the same type of experience. Yeah. And Wadham, I, I still haven't played that much. I we talked about on our previous podcast, uh, Gaming on Ten, that my PlayStation has been kicked to the curb. It's on the the lesser TV, so I need to bring it <laughs> up, back up to the the good TV and play it a little bit more. So I need to get back into Wadham. Um, did you try Glitch or Alphabet when they were alive? And around glitch, glitch or alphabet? No, I'm not sure what those are. Glitch was an MMO, he or a multiplayer. Yeah, it was an MMO. 
that he that he made, but it it wasn't around for very long. Hmm. Uh, it was only a couple of months. It launched and then unlaunched very quickly. Hmm. And then Alphabet, um, I'm not sure how long that was around. That was a massively single player offline game, is what it was titled. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah, he his mind for for making unique experiences in video games was something that was very attractive when uh, Playdate was announced. Mm-hmm. So, but Crankin, let's talk a little bit about the game Crankin's Time Travel. Um, I've heard a couple of people mention Crankin. It should be Cranklin, right? I will keep wanting to call him Cranklin. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Ryan Quater, who was on our last episode, was uh, okay. Yeah, that. yeah, Ryan's right. Cranklin, Cranklin, <laughs> and Crankit. Yeah. Anyway, but his name is Crankin. Yep. So, and that's yeah. what you'll be doing when you play this game. It's cranking. You will be cranking. Yes. I'm going to read the uh, synopsis here. Okay. Crankin loves taking naps, but that is always the cause of more trouble, being late to work or missing flights, and today he woke up from a nap at the exact time he was supposed to meet a date. Advance or rewind Crankin's timeline. Hurry to the meeting place where your loved one, Crankette, is waiting and apologize for being late. So, yeah, the idea is every day you start right at 3 o'clock, the the time you're supposed to be meeting Crankette, and you wake up and you got to run as fast as you can to her and dodge obstacles on the way there. And the way you move is by turning the crank that propels your body forward. If you turn the crank backwards, it rewinds time. So that's the time travel adventure aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but while your, your body is rewinding backwards in time, the obstacles are still propelling forwards in time. So it has a little bit of a braid kind of thing to it, or maybe a super hot kind of vibe, I guess. Yeah. It's a, it's a puzzle game at its mm-hmm. heart, an action action puzzle game, something like that. Um, yeah, this yeah, is it's, uh, it's sort of like a speed running. It's a speed running puzzle game. Yeah, it's 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 hard, man. It's I'm very not, I'm difficult. I'm not going to cut corners. If you're used to Katamari and Wadam and Nobi Nobi Boy, <laughs> you came to the wrong place because he took a severe <laughs> ninety degree turn, and this yeah. is uh his foray. Uh, into super difficult, very precise, unforgiving speed running games. Basically, that's what this is. This is like a perfection game. Mm-hmm. It is very satisfying once you figure out the puzzle, though. Um, the The issue that you might run into is that it might take you two, three hundred runs before you <laughs> figure out <laughs> the entire pattern and then execute it perfectly. Um, it's it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, where how far have you gotten into the game, Don? I'm about where you are. I don't have it here. I'm maybe like fifteen, maybe fifteen to twenty, somewhere in there. Okay, Date, yeah, fifteen on, to twenty. I'm on twenty. I'm stuck on twenty at the moment. <laughs> okay, but um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Now they pushed a patch for um, cranking last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that reduced the difficulty of stage nine. Uh, have you, were you playing prior to that? I, I was playing prior, but I did not get past stage nine before, before that I was only on like seven or something. So okay. I, I don't know what it was like before that. I had seen people <laughs> break their cranks. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk of people like their cranks are acting weird or making weird noises. It's a very crank heavy game for good and bad. I mean, 
Yeah. It's pretty cool to see the crank work so well in this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty unique. But on the other hand, like it's a very small crank. The crank's like one inch long. So right. if you're having to really swing it, like I saw people using a drill on the crank. Ooh. Well, like not, they would put something on the drill. Like somebody put a, uh, I think an Allen wrench in the drill and then they use the Allen wrench, the end of the Allen wrench to swing the drill around. I mean, swing the crank around. Mm-hmm. So they didn't actually grip it onto the drill, but I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, some of these levels are pretty tough, but or super accurate. The crank is very precise. It is, yeah. And Kranken uh, does everything in his power to like stretch in such a way that mm-hmm. his head touches some kind of obstacle and <laughs> right to start over. <laughs> the hitbox is pixel perfect. <laughs> it is. So if one pixel of his ankle or helmet is touching something, that's it's game over. That's that's another unforgiving part of it is you mess up once and you're back to the start. To the beginning. That's right. Of of so that stage, of that date. Even if you've figured out uh, you know, how to execute perfectly, it's it's very difficult to do that over and over again mm-hmm. to progress in the stage. I I didn't I don't feel that it's that satisfying when you make it. I mean it is a relief, but I don't feel like it's not like an Elden Ring kind of thing. Like, oh, I finally beat this boss. It's more of just like, oh my gosh, it's a relief. But then you're like right into the next one that's equally as hard. The next date. I, I haven't found a an easy date, like hard, 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 easy, easy, easy kind of rhythm to it. Hmm. I've, I've found that uh, usually after the culmination of, of uh, a lot of different ideas in... They're, they're kind of like boss stages. And I think those are the ones with, with all the stairs. Hmm. And once, once you pass one of those, are those every 10 stages? Maybe that's the deal. Um, anyway, once you pass one of those, they'll introduce new ideas and you have to puzzle your way through those. And then they start combining things in different ways. It's, it's pretty clever. I, I mechanically, I, I like what, what is done. Uh, so mm-hmm. to me, it's very satisfying because it's, um, it's like that pattern memorization and replication from like, uh, early NES games, um, where, you know, you have to, you have to figure out exactly how to get by the Eagles or whatever in Ninja Gaiden or, um, Castlevania. The difference is I, my brain was a lot, more supple when I was <laughs> nine, not 40. Yeah. My, my memory has been terrible the past five years and I just, and my patience too. I don't, uh, I'm not going to um, pull punches. It's just, this game is not for me. I, I wanted to love it. And the charm, I mean, his games are very charming and starting out, I was like excited about it and it, it starts out very charming. I, I went in guns blazing wanting to love this thing it was like this just isn't for me i'm not into speed running i'm not into pixel perfect um playthroughs i just and it's gonna get harder and harder so i i just know this isn't for me and i went ahead and i watched the last 20 stages on youtube Mm -hmm. and it's definitely not 
like I wouldn't there's no way on earth I would play this. Like um I'm sure you've watched difficult Mario Maker playthroughs. Mm-hmm. It's not quite at like the hellscape of those things, but I mean, <laughs> you're getting in the same ballpark and I there's no way I'm going to be able to either handle that or enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a little well, bummed. Not every game is for everybody. Right. Well, so. that's a good thing about this the season getting two games a week. Yeah, yeah. But it, as a fan of um, his previous games, it's a little bit of a bummer. But I'm surprised you hadn't beaten it, though, Nick. You're very much like you'll just beat your head against something until it breaks. <laughs> I thought you would have finished it by now. Well, Don, uh, I have been playing a lot of Bloom. I'm still playing a yeah. lot of Bloom. I've already rolled credits on Bloom, and I'm still playing it. Um, it's it's that good. I love to hear that. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm about, about twenty stages, or I am twenty stages into uh, into cranking, and I'm definitely excited to progress further. Um, but I don't want to fall behind in the seasons games that are coming up. So it's mm-hmm. uh, I I feel it's one of those things that's going to have legs for me that I'll be able to hop in, try <laughs> my hardest yeah. to complete a stage every so often, and then eventually progress a little bit further each time so um i kind of like the fact that i can take that as a bit more of a bite-sized challenge rather than trying to sit there and and run through all the stages um so that is a positive it's not like you're gonna forget how to play it if you go right pick it up in a year keep cranking yeah you'll be able to (laughs) you'll be able to pick it up right away maybe i guess you, you can forget some of the patterns i did notice uh that you'll get like a, a notifier, like, Hey, there's an enemy coming from the right side or the left side of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish those were, it's coming from the top, the bottom, the middle. Yep. <laughs> I hear you. Instead of just, Hey, it's coming from this side or that side. Uh, the sound effects are a lot of fun and those yes. are really whimsical. So, uh, I do appreciate that. And it is a really cute, charming game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyway, if you're like me, it's worth, I guess, watching on YouTube. Won't take you very long. And if you're like me, um, you'll probably really enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. give it a shot. Give it a shot, uh, Nick. Are you ready to uh, add it to our overall ranking for the season? Let's do it. All right. So right now we've got Casual Birder, Whitewater Wipeout in there. So I am going to slot. Uh, I'm going to keep Casual Birder at number one. I'm going to slot Boogie Loops in at number two. I'm going to leave Whitewater Wipeout at number three. I'm going to put Crankin at number four. Well, that's very, very similar to my list, but not quite the same. So we've started to diverge here. Um, Number one for me is still Casual Birder. Number one in my heart and on my list. And uh, number two, Crankin's Time Travel Adventure. Number three, Whitewater Wipeout. And number four, Boogie Loops. So, Very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how the rest of the season will shape up. Well, there's going to be some major shakeups the next two weeks. <laughs> major. So speaking of shakeups, Don. Um, yes. Tell me about your indie game of the week. Oh, Nick, you're going to love this one. Okay. My indie game of the week is a game called Life's Too Short. By I think it's Oliko. Mm-hmm. I picked this up on on itch. I 
I don't have a link, but I think it was a dollar, maybe $2, but it's basically like a little quick maniac mansion kind of adventure game. You're a a little ghost. You go into a mansion and there are um, two vampires that are having a marital rift and you have to solve these little puzzles in order to unite them again. So it's pretty simple. Um, you run around, uh, there's maybe 10 rooms or so in the castle. So it's not like a huge castle and the puzzles are pretty simple. The dialogue's pretty short, but cute. There is a hint system. You can ask the Butler like, Hey, what am I supposed to be doing next? Um, which is kind of unnecessary, but I'm, I'm all for like more help for more accessibility for anybody. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm into that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really cute. Uh, very simple, uh, graphics and whatnot, but, uh, they are effective. There are many different characters you run into or for being only 10 rooms, there's more than just uh, one or two characters. So that's pretty cool. It has an ending and I think I beat the whole thing in, in one sitting and it took maybe 15, 20 minutes. Wow. Uh, okay. There are no save states. <laughs> So know that going mm-hmm. in, you need to finish this thing in one shot, Okay, but, uh, it's not a huge, huge ask, mm-hmm. uh, but really charming, really cute. The music is good. The graphics are, are just fine. They get the job done. So, I mean, it got, it was exactly, this is the kind of experience I wanted, uh, early in the, the life of the play date. So life's too short. And is the crank utilized? I don't think I used the crank. Okay. Good to know. I don't think so. But, uh, uh, so tell me about, about your game. I've seen it on the list, but I have not tried it. So I know nothing about it. Okay. This is, this is a surprisingly addictive game called Airball, and it's by Professor. Uh, you can also get this on itch.io. Um, I think it's either free or name your price. Um, one of those. So, um, it is a very simple game. Uh, if you have played breakout or pong, but only one side, (laughs) that's what it's like. So Mm -hmm. you control the paddle and, uh, you're just hitting this ball up against a wall over and over and over again and trying to get the highest score possible. Um, in order to move the platform, which hits the ball, uh, you turn the crank and the platform itself is represented as a nut on a screw. So it's a very satisfying one-to-one motion as you move the crank. Um, and it's, it's just a very simple and fun, um, port of that concept. Um, and I, I recommend it if you've got a couple minutes to uh to play a game and you just want to have a little score attack situation <laughs> i think airball is for you hmm so what's your high score nick do you know uh i think something in the 40s okay maybe we should it, uh have a channel in the discord like game of the week and just have bragging rights in there <laughs> stuff like this yeah huh yeah this looks simple but fun it is, yeah, and and similar to Breakout, depending on how you strike the ball with the platform, it will change 
the physics of the ball as it's in motion. There's a very nice ball trail, um, which elongates as the ball picks up speed, um, which makes the ball fairly easy to see. Uh, so there are some nice touches there, which are concessions to the to the platform and the screen that it's running on, which I think are really cool. Um, uh, Professor did a very nice job with this, so give it a shot. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'll add this one uh, right when we're finished. Oh, I like that people are posting their high scores in the comments uh, for the uh, on the itch page, I should say. Is that you, Nick? <laughs> it's not. Oh, that's Professor. His high score is 50. Ooh, all right. Something mm. to shoot for. Yeah, we got a goal. All right, I'll check this out. I noticed uh, last week I I talked about that Yahtzee game. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, what was his name? Yoshimi? Yoshimi he, Yahtzee. Yeah. yeah, he just got his play date yesterday. So he made these cool games and then didn't even have a, a play date, a physical play date unit. That's very impressive. Yeah. Um, and speaks to not only his skill as a developer, but also the quality of the SDK. So very cool. Pretty tempted to try it out, Nick. Do it, Don. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to, if I try to mess around with making something, I'm just going to brick my, my play date. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. I feel like, um, it's pretty robust from what I've read of the SDK. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Nah. <laughs> uh, I should mention while I'm on the itch page, there are some, there's like a sale on a bunch of these itch games all of a sudden, uh, daily Ooh. drivers half off. And there's like, a, there's like a bundle. Cause I've, I've just bought daily driver before we started recording. Mm-hmm. So there was like a bundle for seven bucks. You got a bunch of them for half price. Um, I didn't get the bundle. I just got that game, but mash gadget is 40 percent off daily driver do you have to load from the sdk is that one of those there's there's a few itch games where you can't uh sideload them directly and i seem to recall that was one of them i don't know did you set up a a dev profile um unless i did it a long time ago i i don't remember i haven't done it recently okay you have to set up a separate um, profile as a developer to load through the SDK. Hmm, okay. But you can do it. I've been playing a game that I had to do that with, and it's a very, very good game. One of the best games I've played. Mm, okay. It's worth doing. <laughs> well, it's on It's hmm. on my to-do. I guess maybe I'll talk about it more. It's called Island, but maybe I'll talk about it more next week. But Sounds it like was an worth... indie game of week three. <laughs> yeah, it was worth doing because it's it's an excellent puzzle game. Cool. So, believe the hype. <laughs> Do you know why the banner for Supercorp Tax Avoider is so small? Um. Yeah, I was reading some comments about that recently. Uh, they didn't have the the play date, so that was oh. another one, and so they. They weren't able to see that on the actual hardware. Oh. Um, I believe they made an update. And are you familiar with updating side-loaded games? I was going to ask if they... Uh, some of them, it seemed to happen automatically. Uh, I don't... I saw somebody mention that in the 
fan discord, but I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I don't see um, how that would be possible, right? Right. Um, unless they're distributed by Panic, but I don't think there are any third-party games distributed by Panic out, outside of the season games yet. Um, so the the way that it should work, or the way that I believe that it works, is that you just download the new version on itch and then re-upload it to the sideload page and it'll download it automatically. Um, So far, everything that I've read that's had an update, like Bloom, for example, um, it does not affect your save data. Um, I'm sure that there could be exceptions to that um, based on the game. So you'll want to read the release notes for any uh, sideloaded update carefully. The release notes for any sideloaded update. Yes. So if you're downloading it from itch, for example, yeah. you'll want to take take a look at that. If they're updated automatically somehow, then you know there might be some kind of quality guarantee that it's not going to destroy things or something. But maybe not. Who knows? Um, I mean, what what would the what would the note say? Like this will destroy your play date. Not your play date, but like uh, like Bloom, for example. If it had reset all my progress, I would have been pretty. Oh, I see. Upset. This will wipe your save kind of, that <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Right. All right. So I just noticed, okay, so Super Tax Avoider is on 1.1. I checked the file on my play date. It's at 1.0. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to choose the file. Do you think it will automatically overwrite it or am I going to have to ins- uninstall the yeah, game? It, it automatically overwrites it from what I've heard. All right. I call shenanigans. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Okay. If you bricked my play date, Nick, I'm going to be furious. Well. No, I'm sure it's fine. Sorry in advance, Don. No, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope so, they come up with a way to sort your list differently. We need folders already on the play date. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait five years like the Switch. I discovered... Um, after sideloading a ton of stuff that you can use the crank to navigate the menu, which is really handy. Oh. Um, And that helps a lot. So Bloom is all the way at the bottom of my list. (laughs) And I keep jumping all the way to the top to the season games and then back down. Um, Can you sort them? You can't sort them that I've seen, but maybe it's possible. I haven't tried. I guess you just have to delete it and then re-upload it. No, wait. I don't, actually, I deleted Bloom the other day. Let me see where it put it. When I was trying to do this, because so I was playing Bloom and put my playdate down, and then it didn't update that night. That's when I initially started. So I thought, oh, maybe uh, Bloom's a problem. Okay, so uh, I reinstalled Bloom, and it's still at the bottom because it was the second game I bought. So no, it, it slotted it back in the same spot. That's weird. It is. Hmm. So I deleted the, on my account page, I deleted my, it showed two files for super, ta- super corporate tax evader. I deleted the 1.0 file. I'm not seeing 1.1 show up on here. I'm going to have to uninstall, I think. Hmm. I think it'll load automatically. Um, you know how <clears throat> games show up automatically? on the play date um, that you sideload. Yeah. 
but it's not. I keep telling you refresh and it wouldn't show up. Oh, hmm. uh, I guess we'll we'll see. It says it's downloading something. <laughs> uh oh, it's just something's happening. <laughs> you just bricked it, Nick. <laughs> All right, should we? Is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up? <laughs> Sorry, your play date has crashed. Plus, press A to restart. <laughs> Damn it, nice. Nick. Well, thank you for listening to our last episode. <laughs> It'll be fine, Don. It'll be fine. Um, <sighs> That's what you say. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go uh, light some candles, lay hands, etc. All right. Sorry, Don. Um, but thanks very much for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week with week three. Season one of the play date. Can't wait. It's a great week. Check yes. us out. Uh, check us out on discord. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can email us. Hello. Playdate podcast at gmail.com on Twitter. Hello. PD podcast, Instagram. Hello. Playdate and the website playdatepodcast.com. Thank you all for listening and we will catch you next week. Absolutely. Thanks. Bye.